Let's do it. Hello, it is Cass and Steven, and we're back. Hello, hello, hello. I'm here too, And we're here. Yes, Steven is here, and we're here to lend our voices to you for the next couple of minutes, probably longer than that. But we have a special episode today. It's an episode that I'd like to call, what should I call it? Probably like getting to know you. This is part of the Why Sickle Cell series. And as you guys know, we often have uh, guests on our show and we ask them why they have such a passion and zest for sickle cell. But we realize that these are some of the questions we haven't answered ourselves. So we want to give you all the opportunity to get to know us a little bit better and why we do what we do and why Steven says some of the stuff he says and why I say some (laughs) of the stuff I say. This is us. Welcome to us. So this episode is going to be the first of a few, wouldn't you say, Steven? Yes, a few. A lot more to come in the future. But I'm really excited to really just dive into these questions, Cass, because I think what's going to be interesting is there's going to be a lot of good questions I have packed here for you that I'm I'm really excited to hear your responses can I just go first I guess I'm scared but okay go ahead (laughs) all right Cass so for me personally you know sometimes I feel like I'm I'm a little bit like I'm like the little stepchild in in the sickle cell community because the sickle cell warriors are like the cool people and you guys talk about you have your own terminology and the stuff you guys get that I don't. So I'm curious, like, what is something that you and other warriors, they, you know, you guys just get each other on that none of us actually do? What is something like that? What is something we get each other? And when you say get each other, like, we just, like, something we understand automatically? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Are you are you thinking of, like, you know, we have, like, just a secret among ourselves? I, I, that... I, I have a strong feeling you guys do. I don't know. What is it, Casca? Can you just let us in on that a little well, bit, Well, I think the secret is we're better at life than everybody else is. Wow. Um, <laughs> just because we go through the extremes of life. When you go through the extremes of life, it means when you're really down and out, it makes those happy moments that much happier. Happy moments that much happier. Yeah. So, like, you know, everything is extreme when you're in this amount of pain and when you're you're in the hospital and you're close to death. It puts things in perspective for us often probably more often than other people who don't deal with a chronic illness. I think we have secret hints of life that maybe others don't. Um, Okay. But what I will say is I think when I meet somebody else that lives with sickle cell disease, I feel like, and this may just be me, but I feel like there's an instant connection. I automatically feel like they're family. I feel like I've known them my whole life because they understand that pain. And anybody who has been through that type of pain, you automatically kind of want to gravitate towards them and you want to know more about them. And you are, are bonded, so to speak. And we used to say we're blood siblings. There's nobody else who knows that pain. So mm. that's... That's my, I guess, that's my answer for your question. How'd I do? I like it. I like yeah. it. I like the answer. I mean, that was very honest. And like you said, you know, I think for me, looking at it from the outside, I think, you know, when I see other school, so 
patients or warriors communicate with each other. I feel like they just, it's like they, they already know each other. Like, you know, you just yeah. walk in a room and you meet somebody and they just get each other, which is pretty cool. But, you know, I feel like there's one thing you left out. Do you guys have like some secret code? Like, we don't know that you guys only know. Is there something like that? I don't know. A code. No, if okay. if there is, I'm left out. What is it, guys? <laughs> I, th- I thought I, I you were gonna say like maybe like hashtag warriors or something. I don't know. I mean, but. yeah, we we call ourselves warriors and champions and fighters and all those uplifting words, and I guess kind of describes you know our battle on a day to day basis. I I wish I had something more substantial for you. I I'll don't think there's a. Not- Thinking in the future, I, like, I mean, I like your answer, but I, I still feel like there's still something out there. I, I'm just kidding. I think I think that's good. Um, well, if there is, maybe you need to ask somebody else other than me. Maybe I'm out of the loop. I don't know. You guys, let us know. Is, is there something I'm missing? Is there something Stephen needs to know? I don't know. Yeah, I need to know. Let's let's hear from you guys. <laughs> if you guys think there's something else that Kaz didn't let me in on, please, please let us know as well. Well, I'm going to be uh, sad if there is something that I'm left out on. <laughs> uh, but it is what it is. Okay, so Steven, are you ready for your question? Go for it. Yeah, are you sure? Just be nice about it. Let me I'll, put it that okay, way. Okay, I'll be nice. Let me go ahead and give some background on this. Steven recently dislocated his shoulder. Oh, man. You're letting, <laughs> you're letting everybody in on the secret, huh? Okay. Yeah, just... I, I see what you're doing. Go for it. You keep going. Right, so, let me just shut up. Yeah, and so obviously as a concerned friend, you know, I asked what happened and asked about the details. Obviously, he had to go into the ER and I asked his experience on that. And so I just want you to kind of talk about your experience in the ER. And obviously, I'm interested in his experience in the ER because, you know, sickle cell patients, ER, you know, that's something we have to do. And so I'm always interested in hearing other people's experiences in the ER and, you know, kind of like as a comparator. Um, so, yes. Um, first, Stephen, tell people what happened and then <laughs> tell people what happened in the ER. Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. That's a fair <laughs> question. So I guess long story short, it's, I think it's official to say that I'm, I'm old now because I, I tripped and fell off the stairs going downstairs from um, in the house and, and I fell and dislocated my shoulder, unfortunately. Wow, so, wow, wow. I know. So, <laughs> so I had to, I had to go to the ER for that. And I think, like you said, you know, we talk a lot about sickle cell patients and the experiences in the ER. And, and for me, I think this experience really, really made me take a step back. So this was my experience. You know, I going to the ER, I'm like, okay, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm, we're going to check in. And then as soon as we check in, hopefully, you know, I'll be seen quicker because, you know, my shoulder is out and I kind of knew my shoulder is out and I was in a lot of pain. Can I ask you, was and, it like in a weird position or was it just kind of like, what did it look like? I couldn't move it and, and I okay. knew it was off. Yeah, I couldn't move it. So I knew it was, it was out and it looked a little bit inflamed. But when I went in, back to that cast, I went, you know, I went to, yeah, I, they like had me check in and then they had me sit in um in a wheelchair. Okay. So I'm just sitting there, you know, grimacing in pain. And in my mind, I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. To my to me, I'm like, someone walks in in my mind, I'm like, someone walks in the ER in pain. I feel like they should be prioritized right away and get seen because this person is is in a lot of pain. But they have me check in, they're like, well, sit and we'll call you back there soon. So 
I want to say about five, seven minutes. I'm still sitting there. And you're in a a great amount of pain. Yeah. And And you told them you you dislocated your shoulder, right? Or I did. I did. And they could tell. And they could tell, too. Yeah. Um, But I think for me, while going through that experience, honestly, and you already know this, you know, we're working through a couple of projects around ER experiences for sickle cell patients. But it really got me thinking through that. I was like, hmm. I'm sitting here and I feel like I need to be seen right away and I'm, and, and nobody has even ten, attended to me yet. And it took a little bit. So a lady was actually walking past me. I think she kind of saw like my reaction on my face and she's like, hey, we need to get this guy back there. And and that actually took another hour inside of that three to four or five minutes. And then eventually I got back there. And to be honest with you, while going through all this pain, in the back of my mind, um, I think it gave me a true appreciation for some of the things that sickle cell patients say. And this is what was even fascinating. I They put me in the room, and to me, I'm like, I feel like these people are not even in a hurry to take care of me. And, and yeah. no shade against them, but in my mind, I'm like, wow, you would think things would be moving by faster. And I've yeah. had experience actually working in the ER from the other side, but it was very fascinating to me, you know, get the, the time it took for them to get me some medicine for pain relief and go get an x-ray and come back in and eventually get my shoulder put back in. Um, mm-hmm. it, it really gave me an appreciation. You know, a lot of circles all patients, when they describe their pain, I don't think the pain I was in was, is probably even compared to what circles all patients deal with. But the fact that I had to wait, I think it gave me a different perspective on that. And, and I'm actually more appreciative of the things that, I hear you and other sickle cell patients say quite honestly about your ER experiences. Yeah, so I have a, a few follow up questions here. So you do. yes, yes. Okay. So first of all, you're saying you're talking like five to seven minutes in triage, right? Yeah, right about. Okay. So that's very, very lucky. <laughs> that's very, very, very lucky. I think the last time I was in the ER, I waited for about two hours to get seen and that's even lucky i'm happy i know it i know it felt like a long time to you yeah i did i'm not gonna lie yeah but so so what facial expression did you make so that like maybe i can learn it to get help faster (laughs) maybe maybe we we need to find that nurse but i i think you know Honestly, Kaz, I, you know, I've been through pain before, of course, like breaking my leg in the past. But yeah. this is, to me, was by far the worst pain I've ever been in. But, yeah, it's just like, you know, I was even scratching the wheelchair a little bit. And my facial experience, I can't tell what it was about, but she knew something was wrong. And, you know, I think when I was back there, I think I was, like, breathing really hard. And I'll tell you a funny story. So I remember the nurse comes in, and then she checks my blood pressure. Yeah. And it was super high. And then uh-huh. she goes... Mm, this is quite unusual. And she's like, um, and in my mind, I'm like, of course, because I'm in a lot of pain, yeah. you know, but she's talking to me like, this is something new. And in my mind, I'm like, can you tell I'm in a lot? Does that verify I'm in a lot of pain now? That's probably why. So here's the thing, guys. We know <laughs> Steven is a healthcare provider himself. Okay, okay. Let me, let me stop you right here. I, I think I know where you're going to go. <laughs> okay, I know where no, you're going to go. Go for it. So for me, for me, I always say, I always say that, you know, every human deserves equal care. And I don't think, I don't think I need to validate to somebody like, hey, I'm a healthcare provider to get care. So I think. So he uh, didn't tell, and long story short, he didn't tell them that he himself was a healthcare provider. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to do that, Cass. And 
You know, maybe, you know, I'll just speak to this experience. For me, honestly, and it's kind of sad that it had to happen that way. I feel like my treatment that I got, let's not dive deeper into I think my treatment that I got once I got back there, I remember it was a PA who actually really took care of the whole thing and put my shoulder back in. But she was, she was like giving me a medicine and I asked for um, the percentage for uh, the dose, like the, you know, because I'm a pharmacist, I like to talk about drugs. And and she was fascinated, and she's like, "Oh, are you into healthcare?" And I always make a joke, and I said, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a legal drug dealer." And it took her a little bit. She's like, "Oh, you're a pharmacist?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a pharmacist." And I, I've, to me, I feel like things changed after that. You know, like I, I feel like she was able to communicate with me even better, and she looked at me differently. Because you know, going to the ER, I didn't have my suit on, I didn't have my formal dress on. I just had the sweatpants on, on um, sweatpants, a jacket, and uh, tennis shoes. You know, I didn't have time to change, but I, yeah. I think. Personally, I feel like my care was different after um, she found out I was a healthcare provider. And it's sad. I, to me, I hate that that happens. And I always tell cast this. I don't want to tell. I don't like telling people that. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, sometimes, and maybe, you know, I, I probably have done it before. It's, it's just sometimes an unconscious bias. And I hope we healthcare providers can be a little bit better. At, but it's, it's it's really sad when you, when you see that happen. Yeah. Well, I said... Next time that happens, I'm going to tell people I'm a healthcare provider just because I can speak the lingo too, you know, like I can say, oh, you know, and a lot of us sickle cell patients can, like, we know exactly how much pain medicine we need, you know, we know what reacts with what, you know, we might as well, I, I guess it's just all how you present this information. I don't know. It's, isn't it sad though? I think it's, it's so sad. It's so sad because we should just be able to roll in and get good care regardless of how much or how little we know about, you know, just our health condition. Yeah. It's 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 really disheartening. But that's a that's a good question. I'll give you props for asking me this question. And honestly, I, I think it gives me a different perspective on things. I guess my take home from this is just know your stuff. Know your stuff <laughs> and hopefully we can use it to our benefit within, you know, these these situations, which is why we do what we do. We educate so that you can use, you know, knowledge as, as a tool to, to navigate these, these situations. Um, okay. Is that all you got to say about that? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for And how's your, how's your shoulder? How's your shoulder doing right now? Shoulder is surviving right now. I did tear a few things in there, but it's, it's good. It's good. You know, I'm grateful. I I feel like I'm just trying to be positive about it because it could have been worse. So it's good. It's good. he's, He's the most positive person like, you know, I've been asking him, oh, how's your shoulder? Oh, I'm all right. And doesn't complain or anything. Like, very highly unusual. I'll tell you what, my thing <laughs> is, what can you do about it? You know, I always tell everybody, like, if you if you can't do anything about it, just just let it go. Move on. And I feel like I can't really change it. So, yeah. so okay. just moving on past it. But thanks for letting my, my secret out there. I guess I should ask you more questions now. So I'm just going to dive turn. in, Cass. Okay. Um, switching gears now. I am curious to learn. What is something that you wish you could do or like something that you feel like, man, this would be fun to do or this is something I want to do, but you know for sure you cannot do because of sickle cell disease? I don't ever see myself uh, limited because of sickle cell disease. Like if I can't do it, it's not because of my sickle cell disease. It's just because I can't do it. You know, just like, like maybe you can't do ballet. You know, mm. <laughs> you can't do ballet, not because if you had sickle cell disease, you couldn't do it. It's just you just don't have the skill set to do it. So that's the way I see that. 
things may take a little bit longer, but I don't see myself as not being able to do something Okay. because of sickle cell disease, maybe because of time constraint or money or I'm a mother. I just, I, I can't, but not because of sickle cell disease. I like how you spin that. I like that positive approach. See, I told you, so look at you spreading the positive energy on there. <laughs> that wasn't it's it's rubbing off from, from me. So you give me a heart to my body, but now it's, it's rubbing off. But I like that. I like that approach, you know, not really limiting yourself to anything and knowing that you're stronger and you can do things irrespective of sickle cell. Just like people say, um, sickle cell don't don't have me. I think I've heard people say that. Sickle cell doesn't have me. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah, I I just, I don't, going to college, it took me five years instead of four years. And this was me with um, my my hip needed to be replaced at the time. And so it's just, I I take my time in doing things. It's not, it's not a hurry for me. You look at your goal and then plan accordingly. And if you don't make deadlines, it's all right. I give myself enough grace because I know I'm dealing with this chronic illness. And I also know I have other external factors like being a mother and it's never, it's never, I can't do anything because of sickle cell. I like it. I like yeah. it. I'll take that. Okay, let's 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 talk about family. So I want to know just our offline conversations. You talk a lot about your sister Matilda and her mm-hmm. being kind of like the inspiration behind what you do. Tell us a little bit more about Matilda and your guys' relationship and how you got started with sickle cell disease and and why you continue to be passionate about it. Wow, are you sure we have enough time for that? Uh, um, if not, we'll we'll break this into five parts. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's that's a fair question. Um, but yeah, Matilda. Matilda is um one of my younger sisters, and you know she's the only person in my family who has sickle cell disease. And I, I like to be very blunt and tell people that she's pretty much the only reason why I got into healthcare. Uh, she's twenty five years old now. She is into fashion, and um, you know um, sewing and making dresses and stuff like that. So she loves stuff like that. But I think for my my relationship with her, um, sometimes I feel like I'm super, like, overprotective, but in a good way, you know. Yeah, he really is. He he gets mad at the fact that she may get married one day. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit, I try to push, you know, try to know all the little secrets to her life and all of that. But um, I love her a lot because I feel like she has to deal with so much that, you know, for me, sometimes I feel like she took the hit. You know, I hate to say, it, but sometimes that's how I feel. And and she's so strong and so positive and so resilient. Like, just when she found out I, bro- I hurt my shoulder, she's out here calling me and giving me encouragement. I'm like... Aww. Where do you get this positivity from? And and I really appreciate that. But um, she's 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 a special one to me. And I feel like if it wasn't her, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And sometimes when I see a lot of sickle cell patients from going to different places and meeting people, sometimes it even makes me appreciate her more and the things she has to deal with. And, you know, the things that she's even overcome in her life, uh, different surgeries, being going to the ER so many times. And and I, I'm really grateful for having her as a sister. So I think for me, for now, that's kind of how I'll end that question. She's, she's, she's my, I hate all my siblings who hate this, but I think she's my favorite. So. <gasps> wow. Yeah, they they you just let that out for the world like that. <laughs> time for that, but ooh, they're gonna come after you. Yeah, no, but <laughs> they, they can deal with it. Yeah. Okay, so you so 
pretty much what I'm hearing is you started and you're doing this because of her. Yeah, yeah. I, and I probably didn't clarify this. So when I was a kid, you know, I didn't really understand what sickle cell is, but I knew she had to go to the hospital very often. Sometimes yeah. I'll go with her and my mom and go to the hospital. She spent pretty much spent the whole day there. You know, she getting transfusions and I knew she was taking a lot of medications. And and for me, I think that's what really pushed me into the pharmacy side because I knew she was taking medicines every day. And sometimes I had to go get a medicine from the pharmacy shop. And I didn't really know what it was about, but I was really fascinated by why does she have to take all these things that I don't, you yeah. know? And I think that's really what piqued my interest. And and I had a very, very memorable experience. I remember one time I had to take her to school. And for me, I was trying to like, hey, let's just go. I want to just drop you off at school, come home and come play my video game. And halfway through, she's like, hey, I'm tired. Can you give me a break? And I didn't really get it. And I was like super upset because I'm like, why can't you just walk and let's just go so I can just drop you off? And eventually we got to the school. But I remember I came back home because I was like on vacation and playing video games, whatever. And midway through school, I remember my younger brother, they had to bring her back home because I think she was having a crisis or something like that. And for me, that really made me take a step back and realize, hmm, this girl's really going through a lot, you know. And and it, it's, it even piqued my interest more. And for me, I felt like there's always something I could have, I could always do to help her and other all patients too. But I think that's really what pushed me in. And I'm glad I'm able to do what I do for her too. That's real. That whole story about you walking her to school and wanting to get it over and done with. And she's in pain and just kind of goes into, I guess, the frustration with sickle cell. Uh, people with sickle cell disease and our pain maybe not being believed or perceived. And it sounds like it was a, a learning moment for you. And yeah. we all hope for siblings like you. Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the tables on, on you now since you asked about my sister. I know I know you also have a sister who has sickle cell. And, and I'm actually curious to learn about your relationship with your sister and what are some things that you guys talk about, especially sickle cell related. I'm just curious. Yeah. I do. Not many people know, but I do have a, a sister with sickle cell. She has type SS like me, but um, I guess our sickle cells are kind of like night and day. So my relationship with Johanna, hey, Jojo. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're seven years apart. We do have that special bond where she's just really attentive to when I'm in pain or when I'm like, you know, feeling tired mm -hmm. and, and vice versa. So like we kind of have hints with each other. Like she, she knows what's up and I know what's up with her. And so that's a bond that we have that I don't necessarily have with my other siblings. That's really, that's a really special bond. I think lately our relationship has kind of been me telling her what to do. Um, <laughs> well, which, so, so you're the older one, right? Let's yeah, yeah. Yep. So I'm, I'm the older one. She's seven years younger. To me, she's just a baby in, in my eyes, which I should probably stop doing that because she's, she's grown now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think our interactions, well, you know, when, when we first learned about some of these drug approvals, she was the first person I called. I told her about this this being approved and that. I remember her first reaction is, wow, we're going to live longer, Cassie. And I, mm. I don't know if that's ever a conversation we ever really had. That's not something 
we kind of just deal with the disease and we don't really uh, talk about it in that way because we don't want to because it hurts. But, you know, she she was like, wow, you know, we're, we're going to live longer. And I, it made me sad because I didn't know she felt that way. But we're, we're just so appreciative of these these options being offered to us and, and us having uh, additional options. But yeah, that's that's Jojo. Like, you know, she gets on my nerves, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Keep getting on her nerves. She me, gets Jojo. on my nerves, but I Keep love her to death. I, I love her. And, you know, actually growing up, my mom would call her my shadow. There's five of us growing up and each of us were paired up and she was my partner in, in life, I guess. And so she was my shadow. Hey, um, let me put you on the spot. Is uh, she your favorite? I don't have favorites, unlike you. I don't have favorites. <laughs> you can have a mini favorite. No, you know, you well, can kind so, of say. So, like, the way my siblings are set up, there's there's something I love about each one of them. And not, you know, it's not the same thing. The one right below me, Ashley, she can make me laugh. Like, that big <laughs> belly laugh that you, you feel like you're going to die and you're crying and you're just laughing. And then my brother, he's... You know, I can have deep conversations with him and conversations I wouldn't, I couldn't have with any of the other ones. And Jojo, we have that, like that sickle cell connection, which is this deep connection and deep understanding of each other. And Maya, she's just like, she's like kind of the best one out of all. She's the youngest, of course. So she's the most mature and she, mm. <laughs> she's very reasonable and she, she's, she's great. It's it's hard to say there's a best one because I I get something different from from each one of them. Hey hey, let me just put it out there. I love all my siblings. Okay. Uh huh. That's that's, that's good. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Relationship you two have. Yes, yes. So that's a little bit about my family and about Johanna. It's it's good to always have an ally. You know, I I was never completely alone growing up because there was Jojo to, you know, understand what I'm going through. And she still does. So that was a great answer you gave me. Um, Hopefully you don't have any more questions for me. I do. You do. I do. I have, I have one more. Can you make it easy on me, please? Go for it. Here we go. So what's one thing you'd like to change in the landscape of, of not sickle cell disease, but sickle cell trait. And I say sickle cell trait because (laughs) You have sickle cell trait, and I know you're passionate about it, and you're a geek, an expert in sickle cell trait. So what's something you'd like to change in, in nice. that whole landscape? I love the question. Way to tee it up for me. Um, uh-huh. I I think, honestly, the landscape of sickle cell trait is what I would hope or I would like to change is really get more people, not just people in the sickle cell community, to get more comfortable about talking about sickle cell trait because of course it's not a disease it's being a career but also encouraging more people to get tested i think that's one of the most important things because we learn a lot about sickle cell trait now and i think typically anything that comes up the word sickle cell in it um, people don't even want to hear about it or people don't feel comfortable about it but i think hopefully you know with more of our work and the amazing work that people are doing we can really get more people to get more comfortable talking about sickle cell trait and encouraging more people to at least just know their trait status. That's that's something I'm really hoping for that, you know, we can change about this landscape. So do you, do you kind of feel like sickle cell trait is the forgotten little stepchild or in, in terms of like, you know, do you have feelings? <laughs> 
negative <laughs> feelings well, about um, sickle cell disease overshadowing sickle cell trade or anything uh, like that? That's it. I mean, I wouldn't say overshadowing. <laughs> I, I feel like, see, look at you. you, you, you <laughs> I put like you that. on the spot, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's about like overshadowing. I think it's more about, so this is how I look at it. You know, most of the time in healthcare and medicine, we're always playing catch up. Like by the time we find out about how bad something is or, or how much we didn't learn about something, it sometimes it's a little bit too late. And I feel like we have an opportunity with sickle cell trade because we know so much about sickle cell disease. I'm like, what can we do about what really causes sickle cell disease and leverage that as a preventative tool? And I think that's not really talked about very often. Of course, I appreciate all the different work and research for sickle cell disease, but I think we need to spend more time also addressing sickle cell trait. Of course, we're learning about a lot of some potential complications. That's not even my biggest factor for now. My biggest thing is people just getting tested. And let's have let's be more comfortable talking about it. It's not a taboo or yeah. it's not a bad thing. It's just carry a trait and you just need to be aware of it and be um, informed to make informed decisions about whatever it is. So that's that's kind of how I see it. So since you thought you, thought you had um, one more question, I'm just going to throw one more question in here for you. I'm actually okay. curious. Like when you like meet other sickle cell warriors you know i know you travel all around the world and have different meetings and meet different sickle cell warriors is this something that you notice about sickle cell warriors from different places or different countries that are is different like compared to people that you know here in the u.s or what are some of the things that you notice that are different or similar i'm just curious i want to say culture has a lot to do with the way we are and so i i would say we're we're all the same like there is that that i guess the universal component to living with sickle cell like we all feel the same pain we all deal with a lot of the same issues and then you add the cultural layer on top of it and that's where you'll find differences when i meet another person with sickle cell like like for example i met um her name is Yolan. She's in France. I swear she's my sister. I, I looked at her and it was like I was looking at myself. And, wow. you know, we, we, you know, we just, you know, English isn't even her first language. Obviously, I don't speak French to, to that right. extent. And so Co- it was just... Like, <laughs> Good job. Um, <laughs> you need to respond. You need to respond. Ça va. <laughs> there uh-huh. you go. But they're just... I don't know how to explain it. It's just, there's just this connection where it's just like, oh, I've known you and I've known you all my life. Going back to kind of what I said earlier. And I I really feel like we're siblings and I feel that wherever we go, like I always have a home wherever I am. Like if I'm in France and I get sick, I know there's someone who's there to look after me and I hope they, they feel the same way if they're ever here in California or wherever I am, you know, there's always someone to look after them and I, I feel safe in that way. So I would say the only difference is, is, is culture. And with culture comes different ways of treatment and, and different, I guess, perspectives on things. I'm, I'm looking at me and in, in, in different individuals. Mm. And I've never heard it being put that way, but that's really fascinating. So it's more about the culture, just like anybody else. It's not really about the disease. It's more no. about the culture that makes makes it makes the difference. That's 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 a good way to put it. I like it. Yeah, and then you 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 kind of exchange tips and tricks like, oh, have you tried this out, or you know, and it's just kind of like we're all just trying to help oh, each other navigate see, this see, stuff. Oh, see, those are the secrets I was asking about earlier. Oh, is that what you're asking about? 
Yeah, I've gotten some good advice from from mm-hmm. people with sickle cell disease, more so than healthcare providers, and it makes sense because they're the ones actually living with it. Yeah, okay. that's... <laughs> wait, wait to let me in on it a little okay, bit well, now. We, I'll, I'll start to pull that out there. earlier. We finally got there. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> I, I think overall, Cass, I'm glad you're able to really, really share these experiences and help answer my tough questions. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from everything you said today was, you know, the happy moments sometimes even much, much happier. I think that's something that's very impactful, like you said, because I know, uh, not personally, but I know sickle cell patients go through a lot and it's it's really refreshing to hear you say that. And, and thanks for sharing all the different things about your sister and everything else. And hopefully if you guys have any questions, now, feel free to um, send those in to us as well, and we'll be gladly able to respond. Do you have any last-minute words, Cass? Yes, we thank you out? for sharing, Stephen. I know it's difficult for you, um, but yeah, thank you. Yeah, you left all my secret <laughs> on my shoulder. Stephen's a very it. private person, um, <laughs> so this is a treat, y'all. Thank you for sharing and opening up, and you guys, isn't he a really good brother? <laughs> But thank you for sharing. And if you have any questions for us, if you have any follow-up questions, please feel free to send it in to podcast at sc101.org and we'll try our best to answer those questions for you. If you're not already following us, follow us on social media, Sickle Cell 101 on Twitter, Instagram, or on Facebook. Yeah, and don't forget to rate and review this podcast as well. Please, yes. please Give do. Us Hopefully we get those five stars. stars and Because that's a good way people can also find the podcast as well. If you write those reviews and read the podcast, that's a good way. So please don't forget to do that as well very true all right oh steven i have one more thing to ask of you wow close out go for it give me a quote why you gotta do that to me (laughs) why 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 you gotta do that to me give me a quote all right i'll give you a quote i'll give you a quote i was kind of thinking through a lot of stuff today and i feel like the perfect quote for me especially for this episode is are you ready yes I am hoping and getting ready to be the 2.0 version of myself every single day. And it's long story short, it's all about trying to be better every single day. So I look at myself from yesterday and I'm like, how can I be the 2.0 version of myself from yesterday? So, so the, the quote, I guess you'd uh-huh. say, trying to be the 2.0 version of myself from yesterday. Boom. There you have it. Thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs>